Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities, uh, where we follow up on the weekend message. I'm saying it really fast because we've done this 100 times now or more, <laughs> and uh, you know why you're listening. That's why you clicked on this button, whatever button you pushed to listen to this thing. But uh, I'm Brent, and met with me as always is Megan. Hello. And uh, we are excited uh, that you would take a half an hour of your time or so, maybe a little bit more, out of your busy schedule to listen to us just banter for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, hopefully have some insights and wonderful things to say. And, and uh, ultimately have you walk away with something interesting in your life that you can kind of... Uh, Do you want to know what my most favorite on. part of yesterday was? What's that? So Sunday. Yep. Brent walks into the office when I got there. And he's like, hi, Brent, how are you? Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. It's uh, okay, it's yeah. Sunday. Da, 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 da. Energy was up. And, Energy then, was up. and he's like, here's a note. I was like, all right, great. And then he's like, oh, I got to go get some coffee. I haven't had any yet. I, I was like, it. are you sure you need some? <laughs> just inject it. Just get an IV and just put it right in the veins. Yeah, I was uh, energy was up on Sunday. I'll tell you, here's why, Megan. For the first time in like a month, the weather was like nice enough for people to be like, "Hey, we should go to church today." I was like getting psyched about who was coming the night before. I'd gone to the hockey game, the Americans, uh-huh. and it was an overtime game where they scored a, a, the game tying equalizer goal with one second left, and we're just losing our marbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people at three seats in front of us got kicked out for being too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thirsty, I think is what you'd say. Uh, and my daughter was, this is really funny. My daughter was with me. She's sitting next to me and she sees it. And that is that like completely dominates her thought patterns in mm-hmm. terms of dad, they're going to fight. They're like, they were, they were Spokane Chiefs fans cause we had the Chiefs were in town yeah, uh-huh. and they were like, you know, banging on the penalty box and ended up like kind of breaking the glass, stopped the game for a little bit, which is weird. And, mm-hmm. I, and so then everybody around us are, yeah, everybody around us is like, Hey, knock it off guys, you know, cool it up or, or whatever. And then they start going after this one dude who was, I don't know. Anyways, they, they start talking and London's like, they're going to fight. They're going to fight. I'm like, you're at a hockey game. People are going to fight. This is, this is going to happen. <laughs> Not in the stands, hopefully, <laughs> but uh, so eventually, uh, they got kicked out and, uh, London, cause, and London was like, I want to go home. I want to leave. It was like four minutes left in the game, five minutes left in the game. And then the, the security guard comes down and goes, all right, guys, gotta leave. And, uh, and so then London's like, oh, good. Now we can stay. <laughs> and, uh, and she was like, daddy, daddy, they had, look at all those, look at all those beers they left behind. They like, they had had like, like put them on the ground. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's a, you know, you go to a. Uh, a, a, a sporting event and you don't like there's no expectation to like throw your stuff away after you're done you know what I mean like <laughs> I don't know maybe you should maybe that's proper like etiquette or whatever yeah. but they left them all behind and she's like look at all those that man oh, the, the guy in the green had six I was counting <laughs> <laughs> so great way to go babe you, you got a lot of your mom in you for sure <laughs> it's the best. Uh, so we score. We tied it up with uh, one second left, and then lost in overtime. But yeah. it was super fun. I lost my voice a little bit. So yeah. Sunday first service was a little raspy. I actually got stronger. Like my voice sounded a lot better at the end, and hopefully it was fine for a second too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun. How was your weekend? It was good. I had a eventful Friday, but other than that, not so much happened. Eventful Friday. Yeah, I was supposed to go to Yakima for a training, and so I like left and got in my car and opened the rear door on my uh, driver's side to grab my scraper and it wouldn't latch shut <laughs> the door just doesn't shut and then the door doesn't shut because it's probably frozen like Cause i think because it's cold i mean yeah. it's old it's an older car as well yeah it's like 13 years old but 
and wooden shut, wooden shut, and like pushing it, and like pulling on the handle, <laughs> like, pushing what do you it. Do? <laughs> I you like just drive down the highway with no. this door flapping open. <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. Right. So I like bungee had, cord the handles on the inside. So I texted my boss and I was like, my car door won't shut. Like I'm trying to figure something out. I'm gonna be late. And then I like went inside and got some string because that's all I have. Yeah. And I tried to like rope it to the other door across and yeah. that didn't work and then i'm like just freaking out because it's not like i'm just late for a meeting we are going somewhere please, else please tell me you took a hairdryer <laughs> <No>. outside <laughs> and we're heating that no, thing I up i should have i didn't even think of that <laughs> if you would have called me i would have told you that and i would also said hang on i'm coming out with my camera to yeah. take a picture <laughs> so then i'm like getting you know like i so stress for me is I can usually handle it, but then it reaches a point, particularly when it's impacting other people where it like overflows. And so I'm like at that point, but like holding it together. And then I was like, what am I supposed to do? I was like, I'll call my dad. Like he can come and like he and my mom can come and fix this and handle it and whatever. <laughs> right. By this point I talked to my boss and she was like, oh, okay, that's fine. We'll just come pick you up and it's not a big deal. But I was like, what do I do with my car? It's open. Like, I don't have a garage. I live in an apartment. So I call my dad. He doesn't answer. So I call my mom. <laughs> she goes, hi. And I went, hi. <laughs> like instant, instant tears. She's like, what's the matter? <laughs> I'm just like crying, ugly crying on the phone with my mom about my car. She's like, it's okay. Dad's in the shower. We'll come over. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. So I'm, then I like text my boyfriend. I was like, my car door won't close. So he calls me. Then I ugly cry on the phone with him. How does he feel about you calling your dad before you calling him? Well, so he isn't in the Tri-Cities. So. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. Uh, free pass. Yeah. But still. Okay. <laughs> he was. Continue. That was the first. He. I wanted to call him first, but yeah. I was like, he can't help me. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, my dad can't do it. So are you available? <laughs> no, that wasn't it. I was just oh. like telling him okay. like because I was upset. Then I ugly cried on the phone with him. Then I calmed down finally. And so I like eventually and I tried this before. I eventually like pushed my car door closed and then locked my car, which I had tried previously. And then I went inside to just like wait and sit. By the time my parents got there, it had like latched. <laughs> Needless to say, I have, over. I have not opened that car door since then. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I would have paid a shiny nickel. Actually, if I would have seen you <laughs> driving down the freeway, bawling your eyes out with your back door flapping open, I probably would have lost my crap, Megan. I would have been like, guys, pull out your phone. That reminds me. Pull out your phone. You're so mean. No. Okay. So here's what happened to me this week. Are you ready for this yeah. one? I went to the gym and uh, I wanted to bring that up because I just want to make get everybody aware. I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm at the gym and I uh, I do I, I went swimming uh, and then I, I sat in the hot tub afterwards and then a. Uh, the the next it was it was a icy it was one of those icy days so the gym was almost empty Mm -hmm. and in walks the water aerobics instructor young cute whatever right and uh i i I, i'm I'm there and she sets up for class and the only people that showed up for class now typically there's like i don't know 25 or 30 and average age is pushing 80 probably Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there were three old wrinkly white dudes and that's (laughs) it for this class and she's She's up there, like, and still went through with the class, Megan. I was, I was like applauding. I was dying <laughs> so much. 
because she's up there and and they're just and she's like you know doing the uh she, i don't know she's like moving around or whatever and like one of the songs is uh, like a country song that mm-hmm. the, the chorus line is shake it for me babe and these old white dudes are just bobbing up and down the water <laughs> and she's like moving around like all right now do this and they're not doing anything but bobbing in the water and watching her and i was like squad goals right you know what i mean like these guys are enjoying their retirement, right? Oh my word. It was it was comedy. I literally walked out and I was like, how do I take a picture of this? But without like being like, you know, I, I didn't want to make it obvious that that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. So like I went around the corner real quick and acted like I was on my phone trying to get reception and uh and got snapped a, a nice photo of it. I'm I'm so excited. It was so great. I was walking out just laughing to myself, giggling. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a that's uh, those are both fun kind of weekend stuff. <laughs> uh, we uh, we should probably jump into message probably. stuff. Um, so we did uh, part two of our Where Love series uh, series on on outreach, but then also like trying to make it not just like something that you do. Oh yeah, I probably need to also in addition to reading my Bible every day and praying and going to church and all that kind of stuff, inviting friends to church. I also need to add outreach to this thing um, instead of making it in that way. We've said uh, that for us, a lot of times we feel like we've grown the most when we've engaged the most, and so we are we are moving towards a, a spot where we feel like this is like a critical. We got to we got to get this thing right. We gotta we gotta be asking ourselves the question: What am I doing to give myself away uh, for the sake of others um, uh, in, in kind of every arena of life? And so, uh, and I know the automatic pushback from everybody, and we realize this even after the first week is always. I got no time. Like, what, what do you mean? Like more stuff? Like, uh, and, and the church is notorious for that. Like any organization, if you want to be a part of this club, you got to attend these meetings and you got to do this. And by the way, we need some volunteers for this. Like our HOA is always trying to recruit uh, people for leadership positions. So, yeah. and it's always more, more, more everywhere is more, give more, attend more, do more stuff, make sure you attend these events. And so, um, at the risk of like having it feel like that, uh, yesterday's talk was all about, okay, I understand that time, and you. This is the line that you used in between services. That time is my most precious commodity, mm-hmm. um, and and that that feels true whether um, you're single, whether you're married, newlyweds, whether you're married with kids, uh, whether you're like it, and like on the eve of retirement, like you're almost there. Uh, I think it even when you're retired, and you're like. I uh, like, man, I got two rounds of golf in me today. I don't know if I have time to be able to go. <laughs> I mean, like the priority <laughs> change, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if any of us, anybody listening to this podcast is going, I'm like dying for more things to do. I just, I just have no, I, I have no, uh, uh, nothing on my schedule and, and I'm free to go. So, uh, that's, that, that was a big piece of it. So we said, um, one of the big things we need to wrap our minds around is the lens by which we perceive how it is that we do things and shifting our lens, um, away from more and into, but how do I do this as unto Christ? How do I, uh, in, the, in the way that I parent, in the way that I um, am a student, in the way that I, I work and I'm an employee or a, 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 in a relationship or whatever, all of these things, what am I doing to be able to put on love and wear love in this situation? We had s- several questions that we kind of walked through about, you know, where I'm at and what I'm doing, what would it mean? What does love require of me in this in this zone? And I, le- I like to, because it is general, and again, I have to keep it general because I'm preaching to 300 different people mm-hmm. on, on a Sunday. It's, I can't go into specifics on, uh, okay, well, I, I need to talk to only 
single moms here. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. all the all the all the dudes check out and I lose them. So uh, general is on purpose, but then hopefully a, a chance to be able to to make it kind of meaningful. And I think the biggest piece, and I'll I'll turn it over to you in just a second. But the biggest piece for me that I think is the the piece that requires the most work, or uh, it didn't take up a large part of the time, but I kept thinking about this even for my own personal life is who have I given permission to to ask me these questions and hold me accountable to making sure that this takes place in my life? Um, do I have a list of names? Is it systematic? Is it accidental? Is it, yeah, when I'm around this guy, like he his ability to wear love, and I would never say it in those words, but his, his generosity in that way mm-hmm. is infectious, and I find myself wanting to do more and, and be more for other people because of the generosity that I see in him. But how often do I see him or her? And uh, is that, have I ever had a legitimate conversation? Do I have any sort of systems in my life that, um, you know, one of the things about fitness trainers is the accountability that they provide. It's not like the knowledge that the, the, the activities that they sign you up to do, you could probably Google and find those things. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's their, it's their wisdom on what you need. It's their companionship in that way. And it's their accountability. That's mm-hmm. what you're paying for when you pay for a fitness trainer and, um, uh, personal trainers, the, mm-hmm. the right word that there, but, uh, yeah, anyways, yeah. that, that's all exciting stuff. And I thought was a key part of it, but for you, it was something that kind of stood out for you or yeah. was meaningful. Uh, well just like on to tack onto that also like cultivating those people in your life. So like make, not just letting it be accidental, but like find, Oh yeah. I, that person, when I'm with that person, I am way more generous with my time and my money and my self. So like cultivate that relationship, be in relationship with that person, make that person a bigger part of your life. If that's something you really want and telling that person, yeah. that that's what you admire about them. Yeah. Hey, I know this might sound weird and it sounds, um, you know, we're supposed to be talking about sports and weather and all that other stuff, but seriously though, like you're very generous with all this stuff. Like what's your secret? What's your motives? Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I, what books are you reading? What, what shows are you watching? Like, mm-hmm. or like even get, just like what practices, what routines yeah. have you put into your yeah, life? Yeah. That, what routines? Yeah. Like make that something that you do regularly. Yeah. So, um, just like that is an important piece of that part of it. I think one part for me that kind of stood out was the, you mentioned it really quick at the beginning, um, the paralysis of like, yes, I know I should do that, but I don't feel like I have time to do that or energy or That's wherewithal the other part to do that. Comes and in so, a, if you don't allow that person to be a positive influence yeah. in your life, then you can resort to comparison and being like, well, gosh, I'm not as good as them. Or, well, yeah, but the reason that they can do that is because their job is a lot easier than my job. and Or they have more money than I do. So they mm-hmm. have more freedom and flexibility when it comes to finances, and they can be more generous in that way than I can. And so, therefore, I just don't do anything as a result. Yeah, it's the paralysis by analysis yeah. type thing. And I think that, like, all of that comes into um, – you, if it's something you really want for your life, you will make time for it. If it's something that you really think is important for you as a person who's growing in Christ, then you should make time for that. It, like, you know, getting healthy takes time. It takes intention. It takes commitment. You have to decide you're going to do that and plan time and space to do that. Having a relationship takes time. It takes intention. You have to plan space. You have to give time. You have to make it happen. You can't just sit and passively let it happen. And so, like, you know, this is me talking to myself as well. Um, (laughs) Like, if that's something that's really valuable to you, then you need to make sure that you are being intentional about how you're doing 
like how you're giving yourself away. Yeah. Whether that's just in how you interact with people on your daily in your daily life or whether that's seeking out opportunities to volunteer places with organizations that are doing things. And even if that is like once every three months or like however much time you can put into that at that time. And so. I think it's that attractive generosity that Zacchaeus in the story that we looked at in Luke 19 saw in the person of Jesus. In fact, over and over again, you see people walk away from interactions with Jesus and be more generous, like something mm -hmm. about it. And even in this one, he didn't like, okay, Zacchaeus, you really need to do this. Or my recommendation for you would be to give half of your stuff away and give four pounds, you know, like all of a sudden, like we, maybe he said that, but I don't think that he did. I think that just being around that type of person and seeing that in action and seeing the genuine happiness and fulfillment uh, that comes with a wholeness. Uh, oh, we said the the, the shalom of, of of God, God's peace in in His life. Um, all of a sudden, is really desirable, and you're like, I want that. So I need to do something for me too. And so then we walk away, kind of inspired to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Not that He earned it. Like that was a big piece that I tried to go into a couple times, but um, I, I love that. And I loved I I loved the uh, the part of it that for me was the most like I couldn't wait to talk about this. Uh, was the piece about the tax collector portion. And we, we're always anti-IRS agents. We're like, we get that, oh, tax collectors in Scripture were like, oh, b bummer deals, right? But the the uh, the way that uh, that they had the insider knowledge, and with I never thought about, yeah, there's no bank accounts. There's no way that Rome would know, all right, um, you're, you need to pay more in taxes because you're wealthy. Like, we know... In our day and age, like, well, I'm sorry, there's a ton of loopholes, so who, who knows? But <laughs> in, in the format of it, the more you have, the more you pay in taxes, and whether that's percentage-wise or um, just overall sum, that seems to be generally true, and the, the less you have, then, then you don't. And this is tax season right now, so mm -hmm. this is on the minds of everybody. Um, and the reason that the government knows how much, you how much you have is, A, you submit your returns and be like, hey, here's how much I made. But you also do that because you know that your employer also sent a copy of your W-2 yes. to the IRS. <laughs> so you're not doing that out of the generosity of your heart. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you guys don't know about this. But uh, in fact, uh, like you're supposed to, if, uh, if you sell a certain amount of money on eBay, um, mm -hmm. you're supposed to be able to submit those things. Or if you uh, go and buy something in Oregon and then cross the state lines, you'd be like, all right, well, I did buy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, you should do that legally. <laughs> So I'll leave it there. But uh, in that day and age, it's even the lines are even more blurry. So mm -hmm. they came up with this idea. Well, we're going to hire people who know where the wealth is, and then we're going to go in that direction. So then they're selling out their family members, and they're selling out their acquaintances, and all of the influence. Then you've known this guy for 30 years. He's been a family friend for 30 years, and now he's hosing you because of yeah. he's telling them how much you have. That was kind of a new revelation for me, too, and I think it like added – depth and layers to me for why it was like in the in the Jewish time at the at time in Jewish history it was like sinners and then below sinners were tax collectors yeah and I was like okay I mean I kind of get it they're taking yeah. money whatever but I think this like filled out the picture for me for why tax collectors were such a despised group of people in that time and yeah I would I think I would hate them too yeah like, well and think about this <laughs> I don't think that you applied for that job. Yeah, you probably got like recruited. You got recruited. Mm -hmm. And why did you get recruited? Because you knew people. Because you knew people. Because you were well connected. Mm -hmm. Because if we could flip this guy, we and especially the ones who are super wealthy, all that means is they were more connected because 
and and worth going after and had all all of the things and took the bribes and did the stuff so the you could be if you're a poor tax collector like maybe you just weren't good at your job so you actually were like a kind of a robin hood mentality and i'm out for the poor people a (laughs) little bit you know what i mean and sometimes i give them a break and sometimes i gotta you know do my job too so it feels like in this one like Zacchaeus didn't make exceptions. I mean, he made a yeah. specific note. He was very wealthy, yep. right? So he was good at his job, which means <laughs> he was a traitor to his people. I mean, I don't know how he could get more clear. And and uh, I think uh, one of the things that was in my notes that I, I didn't it didn't feel relevant. But he it, Luke makes mention that he climbs up into a sycamore tree, which um, is uh, is known for its large leaves, right? There's there were it's not an olive tree, which is like a thin leaf. If you've ever seen that, where visible from the people, he's trying to hide. He's he's going up, and he cho- he chooses a big enough tree where there's a good chance nobody's ever going to see him, including Jesus, and he still gets what he wants yeah. to see. Yeah, and right? Jesus sees him though. I wonder if he was like, oh shoot. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. He knows it's shameful for me to be seen. Or like I, I want to know, but I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want people to know that I want to know, right? And he's super wealthy. Like I don't know. There's probably other ways he could have tried to do this. Or instead of throwing money at the idea, he he tries to get creative and do it, but without getting caught on something. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of it's uh it's weird. And and I don't know if I even want to go this route. <laughs> Uh, he's thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to. Okay, <laughs> might have to be edited out. We'll see. Last week, a big piece of the news was that Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, yes. was arrested for a prostitution being a uh, being an active participant in a prostitution ring yep. in a sixty nine dollar uh, a massage uh, sort of spa parlor in Florida, Juniper, Florida, somewhere. And the question on everybody's mind is, what in the world are you doing getting dropped off in your limo <laughs> at a $69 massage parlor and then getting on your charter personal plane and flying to the AFC championship on the same day, yo? Mm-hmm. Like, not only is it illegal and, like, there's like a there's, like, a shameful part of it, but then it's also you add in, like, this... Like there's just there's shame involved in it because what are you doing? You're rich. Why are you, why are you doing this? You could have, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, there's, there's shame in, on any level. There's but... shame on any level, but then you add in that, and it's just yeah. like it, it, it increases that even even more because we ha- we tend to associate great wealth with you know like well why, you don't need that. Why would you mm-hmm. need you know that? There's I don't know. So it's yeah. it's a terrible situation, uh, but I think that it's it's mixed up in, in that, and I I, I think that the sh- the shame contrasted with the wealth, contrasted with the position of, of his work and what he did. Like, there's just all kinds of stuff going on in the story that I think is one of those stories that is too um, unique to make up. Um, and one of the reasons I love scripture is because, like, I don't know that you would write yeah, the story You've brought it back to way. Zacchaeus at this point. We're not talking about Robert Kraft anymore. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I should. Yeah. I don't think we made that up either. I think that that actually happened as the uh, judicial system will play out and show yeah. us. But... Um, anyways, just some thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. Got anything else on that? Um, no, those are kind of my big things. And I thought it was good. It was solid. Okay. Well, we got some really great stuff for Say Something Interesting. So <laughs> uh, that's good. I'm super excited about sell. this series. Uh, we have two weeks left. Please don't miss the parts three and parts four. They're going to be great. All right. 
So uh, I'm going to go first on okay. this one. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. Uh, somebody, a, a friend of mine posted on Instagram a picture, and I, I can't, I've tried to review who it, who kind of came up with this thing. There's, It just says review and, and some symbols. I don't know if it's like a magazine thing, but they came up with the best college town in every state. The best college town in every state. Some of them are, are fairly obvious, like Ann Arbor, Michigan uh, is in there, uh, Clemson, uh, South Carolina. Those are like, yes, for sure, Lexington, Kentucky, UK, all, all, the, all the big ones. Uh, College Station for Texas, which is debatable a little bit. Texas is big. It's got some good ones. Mm-hmm. But then it comes to our beautiful state of the Pacific Northwest, the jewel mm-hmm. of the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> uh, Washington State. Do Would you like to guess what they deemed as the best college town in every state? For Washington? Yes. I mean, it should not take you this long. Maybe a little biased. Is it Bellingham? (laughs) Yes. Yes. How is that possible? Because Western is the best. (laughs) (laughs) I could not believe this. this. Here's why. I have reasons why. Because of the outlet malls? No. So (laughs) (laughs) that's all I think about. They're not outlet malls in Bellingham. What's the one right off the freeway, right by Bellingham? Isn't that Bellingham? No, it's further low. It's further down. That's that's okay. Yeah. It's not the outlet malls. All right. Bellingham is almost to the Canadian border. I know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by um, Linden. Bellingham, yeah, Linden. There yeah, are, there is a mall there, but there's not outlet malls. Okay. At least not when I went to school there. All so right. I went to school at Western. Yes. Which is why I said Bellingham. Yep. Um, and first of all, the college is like medium sized, so you get a lot of fun things happening, but it's not just like totally crazy dominated by students all the time necessarily. Okay. Then Bellingham itself is this really like quirky, fun little town. It's weird. Yeah. So did you do you know what the city's motto is? Uh <laughs> Are you I don't know. Something about smoking weed would no. be my guess. Well, it's a little bit related, but it's the city of subdued excitement. Oh, that sounds right. <laughs> yes. It's Which like it I feels love. like the hipsters who couldn't make it in Seattle. And like even Tacoma, <laughs> like you go like Seattle and you can't make it in Seattle, you go to Tacoma. And if you can't make it to Tacoma, you're like, well, I got to go somewhere. I go to Bellingham. That's yeah. what it feels yeah. like. So, But here's, I think, what pushes it Never over the edge. Never lived in Bellingham, by the way. But here's yes. what I think pushes it over the right. edge. Um, Bellingham is right on the Puget Sound. Yes. Okay. And if you've ever been there in the summertime, you know why people live there all year round. It is the most gorgeous place I have ever ever lived okay. in the summer all right like winters can be a little tough is bridge of the gods up there is that or is that a little further south uh it's further south okay. that's like down to whidbey okay yeah would be yeah okay um but it's like the winters obviously like occasionally you get kind of sucked in with fog or rain or whatever yep but even bellingham is even less bad than seattle because it gets a lot of wind because it's like on the edge of it's like on the like meeting of the Puget Sound with the Pacific Ocean. And so it gets a little bit more wind than further south. So even in the winter, it can be like, it isn't always just rainy and cloudy and all of that. Yeah. But in the summertime, absolutely beautiful. You can see the, but Megan, you can I'm see not, the Olympic mountain range across the bay. This is not like you can the see best the town Cascades. to live in. This is the you best even live there. college <laughs> town. And there's only biased. one answer. There's only one answer. <laughs> Listen, and I'm a Gonzaga Bulldogs fan, and I'm not saying it's Spokane. Spokane is garbage. I would not want to live in Spokane. The answer is Pullman, Washington, because if no. the college was not there, there would be nothing there. That is the only thing. Well, there'd be rich thing. wheat farmers. That, that's it. That is all. 
That is the town. Okay, that so place why, goes nuts like, why is for that football. your definition of a college? Like, so if it's your definition of a college town, a town because that if is you live defined there, by the college, if you live there, you you are associated with the college somehow. Somehow okay. you're going there. You're you're well, on staff there. Well, then I don't think there. that applies to any of the other college towns that you were talking about. Absolutely, Ann Arbor, Michigan. There is nothing in Ann Arbor but <laughs> UM. That is it. Absolutely, Clemson. I mean, come on. College station, you think are people are going there because of the, the fine I, dining? Okay. That's not happening. I mean, it's most Pullman. of Bellingham. This, this thing is is just jacked up completely. Most of Bellingham is associated with I don't even know if Bellingham's but... in the top five. <laughs> I, I really don't. I think it's worse. I think Spokane. How is, how is, uh, what, what, would it be Ballard or North Seattle? I mean, that's got to be your Bellevue for, for, uh, for UW. It's got to be up there. That's gotta. I mean, yeah. That's like if that if your definition of college town is something that revolves around the university, then Seattle has to be absolutely at the bottom of your list. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, I, I would not classify that as a college town, right? <laughs> I but but the, the answer is Pullman. And okay, it's, and well it's not that's close. your opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of Rexburg, Idaho? Nope. That's the one. Where that is they that? Say. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. What? Uh, Bozeman, Montana, there? which makes sense. Yeah. Where's the uh, university in Rexman, Idaho? Rexburg. Rexburg. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what university oh. that would be. Because U of I is in, in Moscow. Moscow. Yeah. Um, and then Boise. Idaho State, maybe? Idaho State. Is, I know there's an Idaho State, but who goes to Idaho State? Sorry if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> you know. uh, they gave it to uh, Corvallis in uh, Oregon instead of Eugene, which is kind of a uh-huh. big statement. Although, I've been to Corvallis. It feels like a college town. Like, mm-hmm. all the little shops are all... I mean... Mm-hmm. I think I would agree with that. Eugene feels a little bit preppy. It feels a little bit like wannabe Portland. Corvallis is like we've embraced that we're a college town. It's Oregon State, and that's what it is. Uh, Reno, Nevada, uh, which uh, well, it's not UNLV because that's oh, Las Vegas. Vegas so yeah. I, my guess would be the University of Nevada, but like I, I don't. I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Logan, Utah, which obviously is uh, is BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there you go. Just yeah. some interesting stuff. All right, yours is somewhat related yeah. to mine. So oh, go ahead. Oh, well, kind of. So this is from Margo. She helped me out. I was in a little bit of a Hi, sticky place with the. Uh, Margo doesn't send say. me stuff anymore because <laughs> she sent me one, and it was a really great thing about how Toto in Africa, or uh, the Af- the song Africa by Toto uh-huh. plays in one of the sub-Saharan deserts of Africa. That, like they built this like you know, monument out there. Mm-hmm. So, see Megan or Margo now. I'm doing it for you, um, and. <laughs> I had something else come up that week that was more uh, important to be able to talk about, and uh-huh. then I never talked about it, so then she stopped sending me wah, stuff. Wah, wah. Sorry. There you go. Continue. I'm also, sorry. Also, she loves me more. That's um, definitely true. <laughs> so mine is, uh, so Google came, you know how Google comes out with like top search, whatever, top this, whatever. Yep, of so 2018 this, uh, and yeah. all that stuff. Yep. So this is, um, oh, this is 2016, so okay. it's a little bit old. But it's the top search, like how to spell words by okay. state. How to spell? Okay. Like how to sp- how do you spell? Yeah. Yep. Fill in the blank. Okay. Um, and so, like one that I really liked is um a number of states. So, um, Bouillon is, is Bouillon cubes like the? Oh no, that I don't think that is one of them. I I always like I'm always like hey, that is an. I O U U O I. I don't know. Beautiful is a couple of states. Two states. Um, don't know how to spell beautiful. Okay. Well, can I guess? Ooh, uh, sure. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go West Virginia. Mm, no. 
Oh, yeah, I'm close though because you had to like look. <laughs> uh, just straight Virginia? I don't know. I, yeah. I New York and New Mexico. New York? Oh no, New York and Colorado. What? Yeah. They don't Come on, guys. Either. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and my favorite Must be is like North New York. Two states um, are really curious about how you spell diarrhea. Oh no, that's a good one. I <laughs> I, uh, I get that. That's, that's going to be in the South, based on their, uh, their no. It's diet. like it's Arizona. I don't remember. Come on, New Mexico and Arizona. I ate all I'm this crawfish like, and and uh, forgot to no, fully it's cook Arizona them. and New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Margo's <laughs> town. <laughs> okay, yeah. diarrhea jokes are always funny. My son is listening to this and laughing right now. Continue. Um, canceled was a popular one. Yeah, there were four tough. states that didn't know how to spell canceled. This is one L or two L's. Well, yep. oh, yeah. So apparently, I read this article and um, they spelled on here, they spelled it with two L's, but according to someone else, it's actually with one L. So disputed. Mm, I see why people that's would. That's disputed. I think it's yeah. two. Uh, it's disputed. Yeah. Um, pneumonia. Washington State says pneumonia. People don't know about the silent yeah, P. Yeah, the silent P. But even mm-hmm. after that, it's like, is it U-E or E-U? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's yeah. tough. Gray was a common one. Oh, come on. Like the color with an A. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Isn't that a UK thing? Isn't it E-Y over yeah. there and A-Y here? Yeah, and it's, that's a... I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, In Texas, they don't know how to spell niece. <laughs> Because they, they say it so different. Nice. Yep, got nice. my nice. Um, they think it's with an else? AI. There's like an A in there somewhere. Uh, vacuum. I get oh, that. Wisconsin doesn't know how to spell broccoli. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got like two C's and two L's. Uh-huh. And if they're, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Maintenance was one. I don't know. It's funny. It's cute. Okay. Oh, this is the best one. Okay. Sorry. Best one. Go for it. Um, guess what Massachusetts struggles to spell. I would guess Massachusetts. It is, in no. fact, Massachusetts. <laughs> they want to make sure, like, we're from this state. We better get this right. That's awesome. Totally get it. Crushed it. Uh, we'll post links to each of these uh, kind of things on the uh, the show notes. We've been I've been trying to get uh, active on Twitter again for the uh, Eastlake podcast. If you go to at Eastlake podcast, you can see when these things go live and then anything that we talk about that we feel like we've got some links to be able to share about. Um, we'll get that and make those things happen. Uh, I think that's it for yeah. today. You got anything else? I don't have anything. Awesome. Else. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking time out of your week. And uh, we'd love to see you uh, for part three this Sunday, 9.30 and 11 o'clock at the Uptown Theater in Richland. If you missed any of the first two because of weather or just travel or whatever, eastlaketricities.com slash talks. You can always find, listen. Uh, there's also a link to the iTunes podcast. You can do that uh, or just search for East Lake Tri-Cities on there yeah. and uh, make it happen. Have a great week, guys. Talk Bye. to you next week.